We have been deceived by the devil. We've been distracted. Little by little, we have filled our lives up. We are a crazy, busy generation. We live in a hectic world, a busy society. We run, we work, we strive to survive. Most families would say that I, oh, I'm just, Pastor Tony, if I could just get my kids out of the house, if I could raise them and just keep them in church, and we're satisfied with this blah goal of, of just trying to keep up. Let me tell you, that was never God's plan for anything in our lives. It was never, ever God's plan for Christians to be constantly trying to keep their head above water, constantly just trying to survive. Until I came across this and I thought, wow, wait a minute. I'll tell you, this message a week ago looked a whole lot different than I'm about to present to you. Because I, I just add the end result of it. But when you back up, and I'll, I'll get to that end result of it, but I, I want to start at the beginning. The only thing that we can do is we have to start at the beginning. And just sometimes in history, when history was messed up, you have to go back to the beginning to say, God, how did you want it to be? When God created Adam and Eve in the garden, there was God and Adam, and they're walking through the cool of the day. There was not all the distraction. There was not all the busyness. There was not all these things. And you're sitting there going, all right, he's going to tell us to drink the Kool-Aid, quit our jobs, you know, all this other stuff. I'm not saying that. There was something special that God established with man and God. And God still gave him responsibilities. Now, you guys remember, it's not like God said, all right, just sit there and worship me. Some people love that idea. Sit there, I'm I'm a Christian. I I go to church and I sing all those songs and I'm a good Christian. That's great. But God didn't call us just to praise his name. Although we are to praise his name and bring glory to God through all that we say and do. So I want to start over and I want to put things in order. Number one, I want to look at God's preeminence or putting God first or starting at the beginning. I, I start all the way, when I say at the beginning, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. You don't have to turn there because I'm going to lead up. If you want to get into our passage, turn to Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, but at the very beginning, before there was busyness and before there was sports and before there was sports center and before there was all the stuff that we seem to fill our life up, all the Bible says in the beginning, God. Since there was nothing before God, God was and is the beginning. There was no man, there was no money, there was no problems. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 3, all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. He is the author of life. He is the giver of life. He is the sustainer of life. The Bible explains to us through this that he is the source of all. That's why the Bible is explaining through this that he was the first. He was the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Let me jump all the way to Revelation to the end of it. The first chapter in Revelation. Chapter 1 verse 8. God said, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending. Sayeth the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. 
flip to the back of Revelation. Go to the back of the book. And at the end of all of the Bible, in verse 13, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He has always been. He will always be. He is the author of time from beginning to the end. And God says, by the way, I'm everything in between. Life began with God. Your life will end with God. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All that we have has come from God. The air that we breathe, the food that we eat, the families that we have, everything that we have, He is the source, the founder, and the supporter of it. Some of you are sitting there going, oh my goodness. This guy must have slept in and didn't write a message for this. And now he's just getting up here talking about God. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Let me start making application to this. And Abraham was 90 years old and nine. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. You know what Abraham's response to all this is? God comes before him and he says, you know who I am? I'm the Almighty. We just read that of that description. We read it at the beginning. We read it at the end. God comes to him and says, listen, I am the Almighty. He said, Abraham, I am the beginning of time. I am the end of time. I am everything between. I am the breath that you breathe. I am the money that you have. I am the only hope of your future. Abraham, I am everything. What was Abraham's response? In verse 3, and Abraham fell on his face. When you get this, I mean, when you not put God on the back burner of our life or the back burner of our time. When you realize who our God is, we will fall before our God, our maker, and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Our attitude will be different when we recognize God for who he is. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, For me, behold, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt be the father of many nations. Here's the promises. Here's the promises. When he acknowledged him of being the source of everything, he said, all right, God, I fell on my face. I submit to what you are going to say. I put faith and confidence in you. Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. God told him, I'm the source, I'm the power, I'm the provision, I am everything. Everything you hope to be, I am the source of what you need in order for it to be all of those things. I take you, you don't have to turn there, in John 15 verse 5, when God said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do what? Nothing. Nothing. You guys probably already see what I'm building up to. 
God, God stands before our life, even with, with Adam, and he says, I'm going to give you a lot of choices out there. You're going to walk out of there, and there's going to be a tree, and it's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. But he said, I'm telling you right now, I am life, I, I, I am hope, I am strength, I am everything. Everything. Went to Abraham, and he said, son, I want to do great things with you. I want to bless you. I want to make you fruitful, but you've got to understand, I am everything. I will never take second place. We know that God is God. That he is in control. That he is the source of all. That he is the foundation. He is the root. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the giver of all. We know that without him we can do nothing. But that only brings me to my second point. God desires to have the preeminence in your life. God said, I'm going to lay it like this. I don't desire, just desire to be first. He said, I am the first. God said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. You know what he's saying through all that? Your life better start with me and your life better end with me, but if it doesn't, nothing will work in between. That's it. And all of these illustrations that God has given us, he said, I, you guys understand that I, I, it must start with God. And if it doesn't, it will not work. So God asked us the question, looking across our congregation today, and God says, where do I rank in your life? Where am I in your time? Where am I in your treasure? Where do I fit within your talents? Where have we placed God in our lives? It's easy to say the words, God, you are my everything. You are my all in all. You are my strength when I am weak. You are, you know, we go through all the different things. God, you're this. And God sitting out there goes, that sounds good. I've heard that before. You've been saying that for a long time. I get it. I'm saying that every single Sunday at 11 o'clock. I hear it. But God comes back and says, your actions will speak louder than your words. In Matthew 6, 19, when Jesus was speaking and he said, lay not for yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor dust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will I find your heart. There will your heart be also. God's saying, I don't have to have you tell me where you rank. He said, all I have to do is look at your treasures in your life and I'll know where I rank. He said, I already know. I can tell by what you invest your time in. I can tell by what you invest your money in. And I can tell by what you invest your treasures in or your talents in. I already know by what you love and what you talk about. So let me take you back to this guy, Abraham. And we're in chapter 17. Let's look at verse 19. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. And with his seed after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him, and will make him fruitful, and multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he begat, and I will make him a great nation. But listen to this. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac. 
God said, here's the thing. He said, you've got a first in your life. What are you going to do with the first of your life? Will that first in your life replace me being first in your life? With all the love and every, all the attention and everything that you have, God says, I know that he is a treasure in your life. I know that. Abraham prayed. It wasn't until the end of his life where he almost in his heart thought it was impossible. That's why Sarah laughed within herself when she found out, I'm an old lady. There's no way this is going to happen. God said, with me, nothing shall be impossible. And God blessed them. But God said, I'm going to tell you guys, I need to know I have all these promises. You're going to be exceedingly fruitful. I'm going to bless you in all these ways. But I'm wanting to know if I am still your treasure. God knows the things that we love. And let me tell you, God's not against those things. We have our jobs. We need our jobs. But I've got these three tables, and I, I, I want them to represent the different things. We've, we, we've got, let's start with our, our, our time and our life. So God says from the beginning, your family, the time that you spend, all the things that you do. He says, do you understand that all that belongs to me? Every bit of it. I don't have time. God says, let me, let me lay something straight. I'm the author of time. I give it and I take it away. Every, every bit of the thing that you're saying you don't have time to give to me, it's because you've already given it away. But here's the thing. I was the author of it from the beginning. It has always been mine. Who did you give it to in efforts to make it to where there's not enough left over for me? God says, when you were created, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and so God made us with talents. There's, there's the parable of the talents, and every person is different, I and mean, God doesn't lump us the same. There, there, there are some people that they're, they're talented to throw a ball, and there's the next person that they're talented to sing in the choir, and the next person that they're talented to stand up and speak, but I tell you, every person has something that God has equipped them to do. But let me tell you where all that talent came from. It came from God. It's not yours. Says that's great. And then, then, then we get to the next part, which this is where it gets really touchy. We get to our treasures. God said, "Do you realize that all your money belongs to me?" It, it's it's not a matter of can you or should you. He said, "It's all mine." Hey, hey, do, do you, when did you lose the concept that from the very beginning, I demanded, I commanded, I, re, I told you, I am to be first. Abraham, am I still first? Let me tell you guys, in our life, this is, if we were really laying this out, this, this would look so crazy right now. I mean, I mean, you time, if I was to lay out, and I actually started thinking about doing that, laying out all the objects, all the things that takes your time. Now, I'm not against family, and I'm not against the time that we spend in things. My question is, where does God rank in that? I, I'm not against you playing the instruments, and I, I find out and say, man, I play in a band, and God's blessed me, and I do this, and I, I, I go to this club, and that, and all that, and thing. you know what, great, it's all going to burn up anyways. I'm not taking any of that with you. See, God's given us the talents, and not that we can't enjoy it, but the first of that off the top belongs to God. It belongs to God. Of your time, 
Go back to Adam and Eve in the garden. God created Adam. Says, come walk with me, son. Before you get anything, I created you for me. But you know, we do. We get so busy that we try to squeeze God in. I don't know if we can go to church this week. And man, it's just, things are busy. Things are crazy. Things are hectic. I don't know, God. I'll try. It's like, okay, you're, you're missing it. I am everything. I am the author. I am the giver. I'm the sustainer. I'm the author. I'm the giver. I'm the sustainer. I'm the author. I'm the giver. I'm the sustainer. It is all, all me. All me. But when God's not in it, oh, be careful, because then it's all you. You know why a lot of people feel like, man, I, I just strive to keep my head above water. I, I, I don't know, in my finances, it's, it's just hard to keep going. In my talents, man, I, I don't sing in the choir, and I don't do this, and I do that. Let me tell you, our, our goal is to build the choir. And you say, they haven't been singing. We, we've pulled back on them. They're, they're practicing. We, we're bringing in people to work out. And we, we want to make it the very, very, very best that it can be. We can't do it without you. We cannot do it without you. Every bit of this. So just like Abraham, do we recognize these things as being gifts from God? Genesis 22 verse 1. You already know where I'm going. Genesis 22 verse 1. Let's see if God recognizes. So God walks up to our life and says, man, you got a great family. Man, that's great. I, I tell you what, man, you, you really can play the guitar. I know that's not a guitar. I'm just giving an illustration. God comes up and says, man, you're, you are doing great with that job. Man, th- th- that bonus is wonderful. That's great. Yeah, oh, you might get a promotion. Awesome. That's, that's cool. Man, you really love these things. That's great. Did you know they came from me? Did you know I'm, 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 I'm the author of all those things? They're all mine. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt or test Abram, Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here I am, here I am Lord. Notice the emphasis here. Do you think God's drawing out a point? And he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac. Do you think God's making a point here? You know, the only one you have, that's the one I'm talking about, just, just so you know. It's the only one you've got. You know, I, I know Abraham had other kids in other ways, but we're talking about the promise of what God said of Abraham and Sarah and the covenant that God made with him. Then he goes on and says these words and tell me that God's not talking about for where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. And God follows up with these words and says, whom thou lovest do you do you love what i've put in your life first over your love for me the one that you hold dear to your heart that son that you've whispered in your wife's ear and says i tell you isaac is my treasure from god and get thee into the land of moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which i will tell thee of Abraham, am I, am I still first? Abraham, where, where do I rank in all of this now? As I am asking you to take what I have given you and, and, and give it to me. 
said, I gave you that son, that song belong, that son belongs to me. I gave you that time. That time belongs to me. I, I, I gave you that family, and that family belongs to me. I gave you that church, that church belongs to me. It is mine for my glory. What are you doing with what I gave you? And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, enclaved to the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. Now let's stop for a minute. Maybe we have cheated people out of this because we say the phrase, God wants to be part of your life. No, God wants to be everything in your life. God doesn't just want to be in on it. He wants to be the first of it all. There's only one place for the God that is the Alpha and Omega to be. That is to be at the beginning and the end of everything. And the thing is, God will not take the back seat to your job. God will not take the leftovers of your money. God will not allow us to tip him like he's a waiter. God will, does not desire to be squeezed in with our time if I can make it. God does not want our talents going to everything else and then us throwing him something if we have time. See, the thing is, life pushes us and distracts us and consumes us. So we started with God being preeminent. He is the beginning. He is the foundation. He is the author. He is the giver. Then we follow out that God says, now in your life, I want to be all of those things. I, I want to be the beginning. I want to be the first of your day, the top of your money, the first of your talents. I, I want my time. I, I want every bit of that. You start with me. The best of what you have starts here, not in the world, and you give me what's left over. But then we land with this. God's blessings follow his preeminence in our lives. When God told him, I will bless you and make you great, my covenant, my promise is through Isaac. You know, here's the thing. God cannot lie. With, with, with whatever, when we get to it and we're sitting there saying, how much time does that ministry have? Lord, I can't. God says, wait a minute. You honor me. I honor you. I cannot lie. With your talents, you honor me, I honor you. I will not lie. God will not, cannot lie. So we go back to our story. God asked Abraham for his first fruits. He said, give me your son, your firstborn son, your only son, the one you love, the best you got. And Abraham said, verse 22, verse, or chapter 22, verse 5, and Abraham said to his young men, abide here with the ass. Now listen to this faith. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I, I don't know about you. I don't know of Abraham being a liar, but something crazy is going on because he said, I'm going to take this and I'm going to go give it to God, but I'm going to come back with something too. He goes on, he does it a second time. Look it. Abraham is saying, Lord, I, I know, Lord, I know all this. Lord, I know I'm going to give my son, but Lord, I also know that you cannot lie. Lord, I know what you're asking for me to, to serve and, and to be faithful and to give and all this. But Lord, I, I, it doesn't make sense. Lord, I, what I'm going to do doesn't make sense. But I do know this, you cannot lie. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife 
And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father. And said, my father. And he said, here my, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide. You should underline that about 16 times in your Bible. Son, I, I, Dad, how are we going to do this? Honey, how are we going to do this? I, I, I'd love to, but I'll tell you, how am I going to do this? Man, it would, if you just knew my schedule, Lord, how am I going to do this? Well, God asked for it. He must have a plan. God cannot lie. And God deserves the best of all of it. God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they both went, and they both went of them together. God, he's the source of all. He's the sustainer of all. He's the supplier of all. We live this. We acknowledge this. But we must have faith in this. It means by what he's about to do, uh, uh, jumping in, he's saying, Lord, I'm going to trust you to work all this out. I'm going I'm to put my faith in action because faith without works is, let me say it one more, faith without works is, that's it. God's saying, I hear you, but I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because all it is is words. Abraham, I'm going to bless you big time because I am, I give life, I take it, I, I can have you, give you a child in your old age. I can, I can do it all when it's impossible. I can make you rich when you have no riches. I, I, I've got it all to give to you. But here's the thing. You've got to trust me. And you've got to give your first. And you've got to give your best. And, and the key of all of this is in Isaac. Of giving your first fruits and of your best to God. Abraham got this and he practiced this. When, when, when life does not make sense, he still God gave his first. He's telling God, you are first, and you will be first in my life, and you'll be first in the best of what I have, Lord. We read this, but let me tell you, it's totally different to live it than it is to read it. Don't, don't write Abraham off. He, I say this about every Bible character that we come across. He wasn't walking around with a halo, and he didn't have some sort of supernatural faith above everybody else. He was just a guy that loved his son. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For, I, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Blessings are coming. But I needed to know that you trust me first. Like the video sitting there saying, of everything that God asked Cain and Abel give me of the first. And Abel offers up the lamb to God. And Cain comes back and says he gave up his fruits. He didn't give God his first. You can have what's left over. Isaac and all the way through the Bible. The principle remains true, true over and over again. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked. Behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket of his thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering. Instead of, his, instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. 
As it is said this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. And the angel called upon Abraham out of the heaven a second time and said, By myself I have sworn, saith the Lord, because thou hast done this thing, has not withheld my son, thine only son, that in blessings I will bless thee. I hope you're taking mental notes. Because you gave to me your best off the top, he said, here's what's to follow. I will bless thee and multiply thee. I will, I will multiply thy seed in the stars of the heaven and the sands which are upon the sea of the shore. And thy seed shall possess, possess the land of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Let me ask you one simple question. Why? Why? Because thou hast obeyed my voice. I bring you to the New Testament as we close. And God said to us, with our time, our talents, and our treasures, God says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Not, not, not just give, but God deserves the best. Off the top. And I thought about this of how we are in life. Man, if I, if I just had more time, I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm barely making it now, I'm so stressed out. I tell you, I get up and we run this and we run out and, and we have all these things going on. And, and I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for all the things that we have going on and, and, and Pastor Tony, if you just knew our finances. And I'll tell you, after the cell phone bill and after we pay the cable and after we pay for our two car bills and after we have Starbucks, it's hard to give God anything. It's really tough. You, you just don't understand how tough it is. And God said it had been different if you would have started with me in all of these areas. If I would have had your Isaacs, because I know where your treasure is. But God cannot lie. He made this promise. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. And this is the description. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Let me tell you, by the way, that that is God's desire. This is not health and wealth, prosperity gospel right here. It's not a matter of you serve because you want the hookup. That's what a lot of people do. It's like, Lord, I'm going to make my deposit of doing good, and I'm just going to stand back and and wait for the blessings. If that's your heart, then you've missed the whole thing. That is not what God is talking about. But I do know this, that in my life, what I realize that when my day starts with God, and I put God first, and I put the things of God first, I have time to do everything else. And you say, that doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. That's the beauty of it. But I rely on the author of time and the organizer of my life and the sustainer of my life to give me what only he can give because he is the beginning, he is the end, he's the author of time, he's everything that I need to make this work. But leave him out and see how far you get. You give your talents to God and watch how God uses your talents in other ways. You see, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's, it's not, it's not a, a matter of God doesn't want to. God just wants to know where he ranks in your life when it comes to these areas of your life. Where do I rank in your life? And you push me out and I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just going to put it down like this. 
Luke 6.38, still there. For the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I am so tired of living on the leftovers. God says, then quit giving me the leftovers. It's going to be measured right back to you. There's a principle that I gave you. You give and it shall be given unto you. God says, but my giving back will be a whole lot better. The time that I'll give you back, the treasures and talents that I'll give you back is a whole lot better than what you can do with it. I took Logan for his birthday a couple years ago. He likes Legos and the Lego store at Easton has this bucket. It's $15. And the thing is, as long as you can put the lid on it, you can have every Lego you can put in that thing. I don't know if you guys know, if you measure it and you weigh it out, Legos cost more than gold. I don't know what they think. You go to the store, a box, so many pieces, $99. I'm thinking, are you crazy? So I said, Logan, you're going to go with Daddy to do this. So we get up there, and I put big pieces like in the middle. And then I got all these little pieces. And I mean, these are like little flowers and all this other stuff. He said, Dad, I don't need it. I said, son, there's a crack in there. We're filling the crack. <laughs> and we, we kept getting in. I, I put it in there, and I'd, I'd shake. And I tell you, every employee is just looking at me like he's, he's, he's chipping our system right here. <laughs> I'm like, that's right, dude. Quit overcharging, you know. So I, I'm getting and I, I, I'm filling it all up. And I'm getting every bit of this. And I tell you, I bring it to the top. God is my witness. We're walking out. The top goes, boop, and it popped. But the top was on it when we paid for it, okay? So it was legit. I didn't steal anything. You, you think, God says, I'll tell you what. When it comes to the areas of your life, when it comes to these things, I, I, I'll, I'll press it down. I'll, I'll cram it in there. I, I'll, I'll bless you in so many ways that you have to stand back and say, let me tell you, it is all my God. Well, how, how, how is God blessing your church? And how, how are people being saved? And why is the choir growing? And, and why do you have so many people lined up to be involved in service? Because God deserves the first of it all. When I got that principle and I started putting him first, everything started falling in place. See, the thing, I, I, I believe that we have been scammed by God. By the, not by God, don't delete that. <laughs> We've been, we've been scammed and, and lied to by the world and by the devil because he fills all these things up until there's no place for God. And then we're left by ourselves and we're sitting there poor and empty and dried out and wondering why. And God says, because you have not followed what I have said, it is your fault. Your fault. So I say we reclaim our time. We, we, we give it to God, and, and as you look at the piece of paper, and you're sitting there saying, God, I, I had an excuse at the beginning that I don't have time, I don't have this, and God says, put me first. Put, put me first. Whatever all those other things that are there, put me first. And get, the Bible says at the beginning of that passage, and the Lord tested, or he tried Abraham and said, son, if I'm going to open up the windows of heaven, I need to know where your heart is, for where your treasure is. There will your heart be also.